Your life is already at full, waiting, just waiting for you to make it art. Tony Morrison. I like to think that my first introduction into books by a black woman was from Second Class Citizen by Buchi Emecheta. That is unless I remember something else. Her writing was my introduction into just how deep the patriarchy runs and how excellently well black women write. And being in this community has helped to introduce me to more black women writers, which is why I'm here to put you on some of these amazing writers. Nono, Oma Hanapo Chiamaka, and now I'm your host and the Bukishibu girl. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Reads, Works, and Reviews. My name is Chamaka, your host and the Bukishibu girl. If this is your first time joining us on the podcast, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Take a seat, relax, grab your favorite drink and your favorite book and enjoy. If you are an OG listener, drum rolls for you because you are totally lit. Okay. I think that we should maybe just forget that I haven't put up any episode in March and February and just assume that there were episodes then. Life really took a huge turn for me. I got my first, no, not my first job. I got a new job last year. Um, I started work in January. I was able to put, put out I think two episodes in January, but then the rush of work, traffic, and the fatigue and the, you know, the stress involved was so much. I, I, I made plans to put up posts, but I never got to doing any of them. So please just, <laughs> let's just ignore that I haven't put up stuff and... I'm going to make it up and try to put out more things, at least for April. I am charging myself with being extra consistent. And cheers to that, fingers crossed. Um, what else do I want to talk about under here? Uh, so basically for today's episode, we're going to be talking about books by black women I think you should read. So it was supposed to be a March thing but then i'm like (laughs) i didn't get to do it but then i was like we read black women like all year round and then coupled with the um reading challenge by melanated read uh, melanated reader um you know it's like we read women all year round it's black women i mean we just have to right so i'm like this could just be like a part one of this episode and there will be part two to come obviously and um so this is me highlighting books by black women that i really really think um everyone should get into everyone should read everyone should actually get their hands on because not just um the fact that these are books that are written by black women but they actually cater to the different aspects 
in life if that makes sense right they cater to they have their different they fit into different genres i mean looking at my list i would say that they fit into different genres and it's just amazing i think creating this list wasn't difficult at all because i knew that i have i might have i, have, I might have limited you know number of black women writers i have read whose work i have whose works i have read but it wasn't difficult putting this list together because i looked at my shelf um i did a mental check of my shelf of the books i have read and i just like i mean i have i really do have a list like a good list so yeah um this is just me encouraging so i feel like anyone who wants to get back into reading has to actually start somewhere right and starting somewhere doesn't you don't have to start with something heavy i like people to start with light reads and if you're looking to get into reading again i have an episode on books that would is guaranteed to ease you back into reading simple light reads that are not heavy you know something to push you right okay so before we get into the recommendations proper, I want to ask, you can answer this question anywhere. Uh, I want to say answer it on, um, you can actually send me a voice message. You can actually just think about it, ruminate and just answer it to yourself, to yourself. Or write it in your reading journal. If you don't have a reading journal, write it in your book, write it anywhere. So the first question is, how many percentage of your reading involves women so i would say that currently at least 80 percent of my reading involves books by women right and that is something i am glad for to be honest that is something i am excited for right i like that i am reading women i like that i am seeing women write more i mean because i feel like nobody writes a female character better than a woman that is what I think and that's my opinion right and in terms of description in terms of descriptive writing I, I think I would call it that um, women really do women writers really do justice to that okay and the next question is how many percentage of your reading of women involves black women writers and I would say 50 50 which um i think i want to rectify i don't know i like that it's a balanced thing um but i want to read more black women because there there's a, there's a lot of them i want to read a lot of them and i think that um you know having um um and i think that if if the other and, and i think that also 50 percent consists or comprises of black women and then the other 50 i think i would say is a mix women of color and you know caucasians do i have any do i do i do i yeah i think so i think so but yeah i am glad that it is a 50 50 thing but i think i want to up that a bit more but then i still want to keep it balanced because i want to have a balanced reading of women so 50% black 50% women of color and I'm exploring like a lot of women of color and I'm excited for myself I'm excited for my reading journey to be honest I think that looking back I would say that I have grown I have and I think that for every 
reader currently in um currently in the world over especially for african readers i would say that we have grown like we have um we have evolved in our reading because we grew up around reading books by white people white men white women but you know and we still had our black writers right but you know they weren't as popular as these white authors so it's like we are opening our eyes to seeing the possibilities that the the amount of black writers that are coming up and you know we're supporting we're being supportive we're giving them all of our coins and it just gladdens my heart to be honest it just gladdens my heart and so i'm getting into the reading or the recommendation proper right all right let's go so first on my list is coconut by florence olagidi so if you are um if you go through my podcast my previous um okay no i don't have anything on okay no i have a blog post on it where i did a review of coconut and um coconut is a book about so in i think it was set in hmm i'm trying to remember when it was set i think it was in the 60s you know black um black parents who moved to the uk um they had kids and they were unable to say um they were unable to how do i put it who were unable to take care of their kids actually opted into a program where um white people can actually foster your kid and you know Florence was one of those kids right so coconut is actually a memoir it is it is such a very enlightening memoir because this is someone who grew up with a white family i think up until age 8 or age 10 i can't recall only for your parents to say you're going back to your country your home country nigeria and i think she the, the cultural shock she experienced i felt it was too much for her tiny brain to actually absorb and then there was the situation of you know of there was a lot of unlearning and relearning for her especially in the hands of her grandmother who felt that she wasn't taught well enough who felt that the white family did not bring her up well enough so from my review of coconut i said it's a memoir on family upbringing individual identity family values and also a bit of child abuse because like i said her grandma wasn't her grandma was abusive to be honest it is recounting fumi's experiences from childhood into adulthood and how she grew into herself because it took so much for her to grow into herself to understand that she had that power so it's also a coming of age novel a coming of age book right and um you know and then having to move back into the country where your profile based on your color your skin color it was i think it was too much for her but she was able to pull through with her family and with her 
yeah with her family and everything else um i think that um what's it called i think that coconut is a must read for people because it also gives you an insight into how much um i think i would say migration affects children basically right i think that's what i would say so the next book on my list is legend legend born by tracy dion wow give it up <laughs> so i read legend born and i liked it right although although so initially it was a 3.5 but then a plot twist i was like okay i didn't see that coming um and then i'm up to a four but i i really wasn't excited because i saw a lot of cliche things that i figured really had no place in the novel right i saw a lot of cliche things i felt like they really shouldn't have been there but yeah that is writer for you but i like that um i like that it is it is it is a fantasy book that actually stood out for me it it, it yeah it stood out it was um how do i put it it was it was a book that um that actually did well for me let me just see all right um it is a sort of retelling of um, the King Arthur story, kind of. And to be honest, I really wasn't excited about the book, right? But I liked it. I really did. Um, I think that Brie was just a very silly child, right? I liked the, the, the college campus setting. I really did. Um um i also like that um Bree's grief was actually um how do i put it it was actually uh how do i put it i like that Bree's grief was um was sh- was shown in like a way that humans actually grieved if that makes sense I also didn't really like that there was a love triangle thing because I'm like, there's always that. So that this is like the cliche thing I have coming on. There's always that um, good girl likes bad boy. Uh, oh no, good girl likes bad, good boy. Uh, bad boy comes along and then takes good girl. I'm like, oh, please, can we not? Because I'm like, Nick is everything to her. Like he's good. So there is a book too and to be honest if what i have in my head actually plays out in book two it's going to be a fucking two star for me and that is on that when that can come and beat me up i really do not care moving on so this book i will never ever stop recommending and that is the first woman by jennifer nasumbuga makumbi There is something about Jennifer's writing. First of all, I like, I like, I like 
fact. At least her two books are placed with, are written with Uganda being the backdrop. Like, I feel like nobody writes it like she does. Like, she writes for Africans, my God. Unapologetically, she writes. And, you know, if there's something you don't understand, you, you just find a way to understand it. It is a powerful, amazing book about coming of age. It is about Kirabo and... It was the first book I actually read on my podcast. And it used to have the highest number of plays, but not anymore. Sad. But yeah, it's, it is a book that, I don't know. It is a book that I think that everybody should read, to be honest. It's a book that I feel that if you as a person, as a woman, want to understand family, want to understand love, um, no, not love, want to understand, um, want to understand, um, how do I put it? Want to understand so many things in terms of motherhood, you know, that sort of thing. This book is for you basically it's for you because there was so much that went into this there was so much thoughts there was so much thinking there was so much intentionality that my dear friends is the word i've been looking for there was so much that went into this book it is one hell of a book to be honest and forgetting the fact that oh most people will be like, oh, it's a feminist book. I'm not going to. No, 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 no. You just have to read it. You have to let go of those thoughts and read it, right? You have to. Like, the character development, are we talking the character development? Are we talking about how it embraces um, what true feminism is? Are we talking about the quotes? Are we talking about the words? Are we talking about the the history? <laughs> nah, Jennifer Jennifer did good with this book. It is heavy on feminism, motherhood, friendship, betrayal, family, and community. Right? Is is it is what it is. It is what it is. So if you were looking for a book by a black woman, you can either start with Chin Two by her, or you start with this one, the first woman. And if you don't like it, I'll give you your money back. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. <laughs> Next up is Independence by Sarah Ladipo Manika. Whew. What can I say about Independence? So I have words, right? I have lots of words. But if there's one thing that... Um, I think of one thing I liked about um, independence is that I like that it was centered around Nigeria's independence and I like that it showed the growth of Nigeria like it showed our, gro- our growth 
as a country that just came out fresh from colonialism, it showed how we were able to push ourselves to, you know, to where we wanted to be at that point in time, right? But there were other things that I really didn't bother with. So I felt like the love story was lacking. I don't know what it was lacking in. And I felt like it was unnecessarily long. Like some things would have been avoided. But I think it's a book I want people to experience because I had seen so many reviews contrary to mine. And it just made me, I saw things from their perspective. Don't get me wrong. I saw things from their own perspective and I'm like, yeah, well, okay, that works. So I want people to experience it. I want to hear your thoughts. I feel like it's a very controversial book. Um, or rather is a book that would bring about lots of controversial opinions and I just feel that if you read it you, I want to know what you think it used to be the book for jam and I heard that it had been banned so Nigeria stays Nigerian in mm-hmm. okay moving on next on my list is Ogadima. This is heavy. Ogadima is really heavy. Hmm? Like, Ogadima is really, really heavy. So, Ogadima is a book set in um, in Nigeria in the 80s, I think. Um, it's a book that... Huh, God, I really don't know what to say about it, but I have on my Instagram stories, you will see that I have a highlighted Kizito Gadima because it is a book that will evoke so many emotions for me. It will evoke anger. It would evoke um, frustration. It would some at some point evoke fear and then it would just evoke murder in you. <laughs> like Ogadima, Ogadima was great. The character development was done with really good finesse, but I think that the end shouldn't have been. But Ogadima, also one thing I liked about Ogadima is that it was you, it was set in a time with Nigeria as the backdrop, in a time where there was military invasion. And you know another thing was that it wasn't far far from our reality at that point. I read it in twenty twenty, and it wasn't far from our reality at that point. It's not far from our reality currently. Because the things that happen are the thing, in that book are the things that are still happening currently. Ogadima is heavy on um, domestic violence, domestic abuse. It's heavy on postpartum syndrome. Postpartum, is this syndrome or illness? Oh, shit. I can't recall what the word is. But it's heavy on that. It's heavy on childbirth. It's heavy on, um, I think it's heavy on pedophilic act, act to be honest. Is even heavy on trafficking safe because to me Ogadima was trafficked by her auntie. Abiha is in her uncle's wife. To be honest, but Ogadima is a book that I also want people to experience. It made for a very amazing debut. Like it broke the Nigerian Bookstagram community. And I like that people are still reading it till this very moment and people are still experiencing the wonder that is Ogadima. There is no how. Some people didn't feel sympathy for Ogadima. And I totally understand because, I mean, she's 18 and she's of age. But we also have to look into the fact that 
she grew up with her father without a mother figure and there really was much that could happen for her at that point in time yes she made lots of rash decisions but we're not going to call her a child because she was actually an adult but yeah next is silver sparrow hmm silver sparrow is by tayari jones and i like silver sparrow i like silver sparrow it was my first um it was my first what do i call it my first pr copy from one um one world publications like <laughs> it was my first and i really loved it so i think i would classify silver sparrow under polygamy but also is about a bigamist silver sparrow is silver sparrow is lost there's lots of things right i think that um and i think that it has one of the best opening sentence so the opening sentence is my father james witherspoon is a bigamist <laughs> and i'm like this opening it just leaves you curious because you're like okay let's let's know why this man is a bigamist so let's get in depth and see if there'll be any family drama and there was drama like there was drama dana and sharice were born by different mothers but same father and they lived different lives um i hated i felt for sharice because in some way she was actually the secret I don't know if that makes sense like in some way because Dana was already aware right Dana was already aware that her father had another family elsewhere but not Charisse so I felt a bit of sympathy for her right James was just he needed to just you know yeah, you know, when he told Dana that she was a secret. But Charisse was actually the secret to me. Because, I mean, she didn't know she had a sister. But Dana knew. I mean, Dana knew and Dana still went to befriend her. And they formed such a friendship that, to me, was just... I, I feel like it was also based on deceit on Dana's part. But, um... But, um... It is a book that talks about friendship, that talks about sisterhood... It also talks about, in some way, motherhood and family, right? And I feel like they really both girls shouldn't have been drawn into the crisis of their parents because their parents are both adults. And I think that um, Dana's mom was always using her as a shield. I don't know if it's true, if that if that makes sense, but yeah anyways um that is one that is silver sparrow by tyree jones after reading american marriage i was just like hey god that one that just was just i just wanted to slap everybody in the book but yeah that one made sense so i felt i needed to be a part of this one i needed to be a part of it um next is on the come up by angie thomas <laughs> This is very, um, hold on, give me a minute. So, 
On the Come Up is the second book by Angie Thomas, Angie Thomas, and it's wild because I have not read The Hate You Give. I have not read The Hate You Give. And I don't think I would actually read it. Maybe because all of the stories that all of the, the movie came out and I already caught glimpses of it and I'm just like Nope, not me. But I would I would read eventually. But I enjoyed on the come up. I like that it was also set it had the the music thing. Um it's a really great book. Um I actually read it in one sitting. I also like that Brianna is a relatable character. Um, I like that she, that while she had her tough attitude and her, you know, if you mess with me, I'll cut you up attitude. She also had that vulnerability that needed to be seen in a teenager. And she was able to navigate through all of the things that life threw at her, loss, disappointment and love. And it, it just... I, I never talk about on the come up and I feel that I need to read it again to actually talk about Brianna because to me if what if we're talking strong female lead I think Brianna takes the lead pun intended <laughs> right it's also a very good coming of age book right and Angie Thomas really did good in trying to place rap and hip-hop in it there were sometimes I found myself bopping my head to to words in the book and I'm just bopping my head. I'm like, yeah. But anyways, I really liked it. I really liked it. Um next up is His Only Wife by Peace Asomedian. I talked about his only wife in my podcast. I need a review on it. You need to listen to the review because that's all I'm going to say about this book. This one is a must read for any and everybody. I was going to, and that's it. <laughs> I was going to give two extra books, but I'm not going to give that. The one extra book I'm going to give is The Gilded Ones by Namina Forna. It's really good. It's really great. I enjoyed it. The book two, it's set to be out soon, Merciless Ones. And I think that everybody, I've not read it, so I can't say anything for that. I really can't. So those are the books that I really recommend by black women, written by black women. I am going to list them again in the show notes. And um, yeah, let's take a tiny break because this baby's tired. Okay, guys, so share your favorite reads by black women with me. You can, my DM is always open. You can send me a voice message, yes. My babe sends me a voice message and I don't know if I want to play it here or just, you know, just leave it and just listen to it. But I think I'm going to listen to it again and see if I want to put it in my next episode. But yeah, my babe sent me a voice message on Anchor and I'm so touched and so excited and I love it. So you can always send me voice messages. I really would love to hear you. So tell me what your favorite books are you know what your favorite books by black women are you can send them to me in dm you can respond to obviously you have to respond to the comments in my instagram 
right speaking of that so please follow me for more recommendations for more reading and for more reviewing follow this podcast on spotify you can subscribe on apple music and google pod sorry apple podcast and google podcast you can also please leave reviews for me especially on apple podcast and spotify it would really go a long way for me please guys thank you also for some of these books you can find them on scribd and if you want i have a link that gives you 60 days free i mean it costs less than a hard copy but yeah you get 60 days free ain't that something ain't that something also don't forget to share this podcast please leave like share it every and anywhere like on your whatsapp on your twitter on your instagram facebook any and everywhere and leave reviews like i said also you can subscribe to my newsletter i plan on putting out my first episode my first letter in yeah what would i call it should i call it letters i don't want to do chapters because i know i don't want to do chapters or should i say numero uno no i don't want to do that I think I'm going to use Igbo. I'm going to call it, yeah, Otu. Yeah, I'm going to use Igbo because, I mean, we need to keep up with the brand aesthetic and voice and everything. But, yeah, subscribe to my newsletter. I have my first one coming up Monday. And I'm just going to be real. That one is just going to be me being real, like extra real with you. Right, we're not going to talk books. My first one, so we're just going to do a little introduction. I'm just going to take you through all of the things you should expect from the newsletter. So yeah, you can also follow me on Bookstagram and on Twitter. I rarely talk about anything on Twitter, but if I'm going to talk about anything, it's obviously going to be books. Reposting, quoting tweets, liking, commenting, everything. And thank you guys for listening. I really do appreciate it. If you... Stay till the end. You are such an amazing soul. I love you so much. Kisses and all my love. Dalu.